Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the DustorProps.com anime and manga podcast. As always, I'm dead. Remember today, we got Flip. What's going on, guys? And yeah, sorry, I hasn't been a show in a month. Yeah, it's been a... It's been a bitch. It's been, it's been a bitch. Life has been a bitch. And uh, yeah, it sucks. I really wish you could record late at night, because that would be... Like, cause like when I get home after work, I can't just go to bed like a normal person. I have to like unwind oh, and I'm usually up for about an hour that. or two. Oh man, it sucks so much. Yeah. It's, it's just, I am unfortunately in a situation where I have someone in front of me, someone behind me in my room. And if I get too loud, too late, like I do when I'm recording a podcast, say, um, that could be bad for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's a situation. Hopefully, um, on that socially assisted housing list, hopefully they will be calling me up and saying, hey, we have a place. Yeah, hopefully soon, but... Yeah. At that point, then it'll be just fucking balls out whenever. Awesome. Good. But for now, and then we'll we are... Light, late night podcast. Yep, but for now, I am in the situation where I am where I feel like I have to stop, I have, I feel like I have to stop podcasting around 11 p.m. Wow, that's pretty early. Yeah. Yeah, especially for Insomniacs. Yeah, yeah. But it is not that. It is currently where I am, at least, 425. It's 323. So. So you're in the future. We got some time. Yep. So, Flip, in between life just fucking going ham on them cheeks. Yep. I got a, for those who don't know, I got a really bad tooth infection from getting a wisdom tooth out. Uh, to the point where the doctor was like, you could have gone septic if you waited any longer. Uh, so it's been sucky, but I did watch and read a lot of shit, though. Alrighty, then. Um, oh, actually, so, speaking of watching stuff, um, it is the new anime season. Yes, that it has, is. That has begun. Um, and as always, our lovely reviews editor, Cora, is keeping as up on as up as he can on review stuff. Uh, but if you follow him on Twitter, you will you may notice that basically nothing really interests them in this new season yeah uh i i'm planning on covering blade of the immortal for the site uh that is that's a goal since i'm a huge fan of that manga it's one of my favorites Mm -hmm. uh i want to break down because they're saying they're covering the entire manga which is in english we got 31 volumes i think japan got 29 or 30 like we have like a a really weird like break in the uh volumes but uh we uh, they're planning on doing the entire manga in twenty five episodes, <laughs> which I do not know how they're going to do. They're covering a uh, volume the, and a half an episode, which is fucking mind blowing. Like for instance, Vinland Saga, which I think has been really good this season. Uh, they're doing about a chapter or two. That uh, seems like the episode. More, that seems the more reasonable thing to do. Just like just like one or two chapters uh, per episode, and uh, if it is. Like occasionally they will like crunch things up if it's like, hey, we got this fucking we got like a thing that works this way in manga, but in anime we'd be able to crunch it down to like you know half that length. And also, Vinland, uh, they've added show only content that for the first time, which would technically be considered filler, but for the first time it actually is good and it actually fits the scope of the show and it's not overbearing, it's not too much, it's just like the right amount of like extra character growth. Just throw it in there. And I thought that was really good. That's, actually, for, that's for, actually kind of impressive. Yeah, it's actually super, especially for Vinland Saga, which has such a rabid fan base. Like, it's, 
I don't know. Like, I love Berserk. That's my number one. Oh hell yeah! But dude. I could, I could potentially see Vinland Saga taking number one. Like as time goes on, it's just so phenomenal. I've been meaning to get into that. It's just one of those things where it has been out for so long that I feel like I should just wait for it to finish before actually jumping in. Yeah, but the see the but problem I have with it's Vinland manga, is that so it's, the fucking so that could be never. That could be never. But then again. uh Promise Neverland's going to end like soon. I think they're ending at volume 21. Yes, and I actually kind of am really into that. Just this idea of, okay, we we have our story. It's going to be this long. Yes, and, we're done. and I I freaking I like I just want to praise that uh that uh I I think it's a duo, right? It's two of them? I think so. Because I love manga. Obviously, it's like what I center my YouTube channel around, but when I make a list of like top 10, over half of those aren't finished. And it really fucking, it, it's kind of annoying yeah, it's, to not have a finished series. So I understand it from a business sense. Uh, like they want things to go on for as long as possible because that means that they can fucking monetize that shit for as long as possible. Like, but, like, like these, while these companies are putting out, you know, art and stories and stuff, they are companies. Yep. So. So then having the, so then having to put out these stories that have no even the ones that have a defined end have no defined end. Like like like, like One Piece. Yeah, they reach Raftal and he gets One Piece, he'll become the pirate king, and that'll be the end of the story. The- One Piece, I really hope Oda said that uh it's like seventy percent done a couple years ago. Yeah, he said it was seventy percent a couple years ago, but that means nothing because seventy percent of how much? Like, yeah, the story that might the story anything. might have progressed seventy percent, but then but then that last bit, he might need fucking another thousand chapters to finish that last thirty. I can't believe how long uh when like you actually sit down and think about how long One Piece has been going, it's kind of insane. <laughs> it's oh fuck. Like what? Like twenty something years, right? Like nineteen eighty eight. I want to say is when it started. That so that's thirty one years. That's thirty one years. That is fucking. That is mind blowing. Yeah, it's, um, it's like, like it's like kind of up there with like Epo of just like when the fuck is this gonna end? Like just glancing on my shelf, I think one of the only shonen that I did not like starting out, and as it's getting longer in the tooth, it's starting to get better. Is black? Uh, is Black Clover? I. Could not stand Black Clover. I well, first I watched the anime. That was a mistake. And it was fucking huge. Like I just could not stand it. I hated it. And then I have a couple friends whose tastes are pretty on par with mine who were like praising it. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna read the manga. So I actually have you heard of the manga Freezing? Uh, uh, yeah. Yep. Okay. I'm, so I'm a, I I devoted my life to a couple hundred chapters of that. <laughs> so I had I had I found a lot, and it was. Omnibuses two through nine, and uh, they were like dirt cheap. They were like forty bucks. So it was like volumes two or volumes three through twenty, and then volume one and two, which are the first omnibus, are out of print, and it goes for a stupid amount of money. Uh-huh. Uh, and, a, and a friend had it, and he wanted like, I think he wanted like sixty bucks for it. And I'm like, I don't feel comfortable paying sixty bucks for a single volume of manga. I was like, if you throw in, I was like, if you throw in Black Clover. I'll do it. So he threw in the first 10 volumes. So for 60 bucks, I got volume one of freezing and the first 10 volumes of black of uh, black clover. That's and actually a pretty read, good deal. It's actually a really good deal. And then when I read the first volume, I was like, okay, Asta is still pretty annoying. Yeah. But I can kind of see, 
why people like this. And then by the time I got up to volume 10, which is all I have so far, I'm like, this might be one of my favorite shonens of all time. Like, I really like it. I I would not go that far. Uh, for me, it is a it is a real good like three and a half out of five. Yeah, just just, yeah. just, just this very middle of the road. It doesn't do anything new, but what it does do old, it does competently. How do you feel about this this uh, this new generation of uh, shonen like Fire Force? Like for me, it's like um, it's weird because demons. Okay, so Demon Slayer, uh, the manga, I did not like. And I think I've said that in last episode, maybe, but I do not like the Demon Slayer manga because uh, when you do like a battle shonen series or you read a shonen series, the thing that makes you fall in love with it is the characters and you feel like you grow with them. Mm-hmm. Like every time there's a training arc, you you want that training arc to be as not like as long as possible because I do think you should shorten the training arcs, but Demon Slayer's training arc is literally a chapter and they entered like spoilers. Can I talk spoilers for demon slayer? Yeah, go right the fuck ahead, dude. Okay. So the, so the training arc is a chapter and when it goes into the chapter, there's it, it fucking introduces these two characters and they seem like they're supposed to be important and it shows them kind of hang out, but it doesn't show the growth. Doesn't show any friendship. It just shows a couple panels of them. And then when he's leaving and he's talking to his, uh, to his, uh, sensei he says oh by the way tell so and so buy for me and as uh as he's walking away the like the like the sensei character was like those two have been dead for years and i feel like it tries to do something cool and like almost emotional there but it doesn't give you the room or the time to grow with the characters so that like moment that should have been like a oh my god they're dead it then turned into what why like like what's the point of that like there's zero point to it but then the anime comes out and the animation is so freaking good for demon slayer like just beautifully animated that it makes up for all the shortcomings of the characters that i feel like yeah, i've i've been meaning to check out the anime like i've heard like when demon slayer was initially coming out just you know the new manga I essentially heard about it once from the former co-host of this show, actually. It's so good. That was the only time people had talked about the manga. That was the only time I'd heard anybody talk about the manga. And hearing that, I was like, okay, I'll try it. I think I got like 25 chapters in. And the thing that, the thing that bugged me was um, kind of what you mentioned, like pacing. Yeah, the pacing. Like, it's just like, and I, I think that's so important for a, especially for a shonen series. Yeah. Like, I think like, pacing like, needs like, to be like important. The, like the initial training arc is like is essentially all right. So you train for one chapter, and then the results of that training are the next four chapters. And he's like ultra powerful. Like out like out, out of nowhere, he's doing these water slashes and just all this crazy crap. And then you got Michael Jackson's in the manga too, which is like super weird. Yeah. So uh, I've been meaning to. But then when the anime came out, all of a sudden everyone's fucking flipping tits about this goddamn series. Yeah, everyone's flipping out, dude. And like. I get like I like my friend was doing a live stream last night and he said it might be his favorite shonen of all time and I don't want to tell people that they're wrong and I don't want to sound like a douchebag because I do hate people that like gatekeep a little bit yeah no it's it's a matter it's like all of those ratings and stuff are matters of opinion but my it's, god it's dude, just a ma- it's, it's just a matter of like of like you know 30 years from now or whatever when people like look back on this stuff 
will the, then, will the will the collectives will the like collective subjective opinion of that series have it at the same level? You know, and I hope it gets a season two, which I think it will because of how popular it is. Oh, uh, fucking probably. But then, I, but then on the same uh, the same side of the coin, uh, Doctor Stone was. I read the first three volumes and was like super intrigued by it. I thought that was a shonen with a really cool concept, and then the anime came out. And I don't like it. Like it killed my enjoyment for that series. So it's like literally the two, the two big new shonen. Uh, I felt good about Doctor Stone, the manga, and then the anime killed my love for it because I think the a- anime is done very poorly. And then Demon Slayer hated the manga, but I am loving it because of the anime. It's okay. just a very weird. It's a very weird uh, thing. And then also Black. Uh, I read Black Torch. Have you heard of Black Torch? I have not. So it was running in Shonen Jump and then it got put into that Shonen Jump plus like that like weird monthly series uh-huh. and it got canceled. Uh, but so it's only five volumes long and it tells a complete story and it and it, I it feels like you have like you ever read like, like the first major arc of Bleach. Yeah, I've read Bleach a couple you, times. You know, that crazy like over the top action, the awesome characters, just like the humor, everything that made Bleach so unique condense that into five volumes which is a good thing because it's not super drawn out and it was really nice to sit down and read a five volume shonen series that does everything i want from a shonen it's got great artwork it's got great fight scenes it's got a great concept it's about a guy who can talk to animals and there's these yokais uh, which are demons and uh the most powerful yokai is this little black cat and he actually fuses with the main character and it's about like demons versus humans uh if and the thing that the manga does so well is that it felt like at no point you could see that it got canceled like it felt like this is what he wanted to do but at the exact same time it felt like this uh this like world could have been bigger like i think he straddles a really fine line uh where you don't know if it's like I, I I could never tell. Oh shit! This got canceled because sometimes you read series and you're like, like for instance, a uh, uh, Toriko. Toriko was supposed to go to space <laughs> in the next arc, <laughs> but then you feel that that instant cancellation, and you're Toriko. like, oh shit. But in here, it you never feel that, and that's actually been one of the biggest surprises of the last month that I've read was Black Torch. I think that is one of the one of the better shonens of recent memory. Okay. Uh, yeah, in terms of just like the new, like specifically Shonen Jump manga, um, the only one that really stands out to me or like that I've actually, that's had longevity for me at least has been Hiroaka. Yeah, I think, you know, people I, like my friends, for, like there's people that are very snobby in the manga and anime com- communities. Oh, what? And, are uh, they a community? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, people... It feels like whatever something gets super popular, like my like like whenever Hero Haka came out, everyone was hyped on it. But then it got super popular, and it's like, uh, it doesn't do anything new. Like Shonen doesn't have to do anything new. Nothing ever has to do anything new. But it's very well written. The characters are great, and the action sequences are phenomenal. So yeah, it's like, and the art, the the art I think is like the thing that kind of drew me into it the most because it's it feels so. Bong, like Shonen Jump especially has been a very insular kind of community of writers like like for the last like pretty much for as long as I've been reading Shonen 
or as long as I've been reading manga, the same few people have been putting out a lot of the big series for Shonen Jump. Yep. And so having this guy who had been working on, who'd been working probably like as assistants at over fucking years or whatever, uh, getting his new, getting his own series and having that be this, having that be the fucking big push behind uh, this next wave of Shonen stuff. That has been really great because it feels new. Like it, like everything old is new again, but it's, it still feels new. Like it feels, it feels fresh with the way that it's drawn. Um, I like that it is like, I like that it flipped like the main, the main rival dynamic. Yeah. Because for the, because for the most part uh, with, with the main rivals, we got the loud bolsterous one. And then we have the quiet reserved one who's more analytical about what, but what he thinks. And for the, and if this was, if this was written by anybody else, Bakugo would be our main character. Yeah. Yep. And I, and I do not like Bakugo like at all. Bakugo, he's gotten better, but yeah, at the beginning when he was like straight up, a straight up a fucking sociopath. Are you pawned for season four? That's coming out soon, right? I am not a big, I'm not a big anime guy. I'm a manga kid. See, when it comes to manga anime, I would much rather read the manga. Like much to just, I prefer manga. Yeah, over. I, I think we had this discussion last time. Yeah, yeah, but like My Hero is one of the only series that I can watch both and feel like completely comfortable. Like that and Attack on Titan. Like every time I read a new Attack on Titan <laughs> chapter, <laughs> speaking of new chapters, did you read the new chapter? I stopped reading that shit when they made it the village. Oh, no, dude. Oh, my God. It gets, oh, it's, it's, it's turning into one of my favorite series of all time. It's what he did with Attack on Titan. It's, it's also really weird because. On the back of every volume, there's a quote from some website, and it says, The Walking Dead of Japan. <laughs> but but as someone who has read all of Walking Dead and loves Attack on Titan, both those series started out about the monsters and quickly turned into the politics and the humans. Well, that's that's what that's what all these series have been about. Like like the, the initial draw has always the initial draw is, oh hey, look, it's ZMBs, or oh hey, look, it's big naked people. But that's never what the story. But that's never what the story is about. Like The Walking Dead doesn't. Like The Walking Dead, uh, not not to not to belabor a point. The Walking Dead are the people living in the apocalypse. Yep, that has always been the point of The Walking Dead. That's always been the point of zombie stories. Like zombies Walking are dead. Like zombies Walking are dead. there to shine a light on what people actually are. Have uh, Have you read Walking Dead? Yes, and watched it. I really was so like the way they ended it was kind of cool because uh robert kirkman had the next five issues solicited so stores were like oh this isn't the last issue and then once it came out it was like oh fuck that is the last issue <laughs> like just 193 and i i'm kind of disappointed because he had he i mean he can always return to it uh but he had plans to make like carl like the head of a city and like go into the future but but let's talk about more manga because I got a fuck. Ton. I got I got over 120 volumes last month. Jesus Christ! So how much did that uh, fucking cost? Too much. <laughs> <laughs> I got and I got a lot of anime too. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, like I could barely afford to get like maybe two volumes a month. The crazy so a crazy deal happened. I have a friend named Kevin who's older. He's in like I think he's in his 50s or 60s, but he just got into manga. He's been a comic fan his whole life. He just is now getting into manga and. He always messages me uh, when he finds a deal and asks, like, hey, is this a good price? Should I get this? Like, is this a good series? 
uh, he messaged me and said, hey, this guy is selling his entire collection. Uh, maybe you'll check some stuff out and maybe you'll pick it up. So there, uh, earlier this year, I sold off a bunch of manga just because I had no space for it, anything new. Yeah. And I sold off a bunch of series that I thought was like, okay, I'm comfortable with selling that and then instantly regretted it. So this month has been a little bit of a rebuild. So this this guy sold me the Gantz anime box that's one and two. Uh, one number one was sealed. Gantz is one of my favorite manga. Never seen the anime. Uh, so I was so hey, um, while checking out the while checking out the anime, maybe check out our commentary track. It's available now at dustalpros.com for the anime club. Maybe I should. Yeah, you know what I. You know what? Maybe I will put it because I've because I've I've read the manga and from what I understand, the only thing different is the ending. To the anime is a little different. Uh, also, the quality. Yeah, I yeah. Fuck me sideways. That show looks like trash. Yeah, that's what that's what I hear. But so he sold me boxes one and two, uh, and then he sold me the old boy manga complete. Oh, nice. Uh, which is I love. I love that manga. And then he sold me No Longer Human volumes one through three. For those who don't know, No Longer Human is severely out of print. And three volumes of it usually go anywhere between two hundred and three hundred dollars. Fuck. So for volumes one through three of No Longer Human complete, Old Boy complete, and the Gantz anime complete, it was forty dollars. And Jesus, when, yeah. And I did, like I felt almost bad because he 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 told me he goes I don't know prices on my anime and manga, but then I would ask him like he had a couple other series I wanted, but he knew those prices, so. Uh. Yeah, so I, I got that plus shipping. It was like 50 bucks. So That um, is incredible. It was an incredible deal. Uh, I also picked up Eden, It's an Endless World, which is a uh, sci- it might be my favorite sci-fi manga of all time. Uh, Dark Horse put out volumes 1 through 14, and then there's a group on the internet. I don't want to name who because they hate me. Um, they... <laughs> so, okay, so here's, 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 a, here's a little story. I sold some manga over a year ago, almost two years ago, to somebody, and uh, we did a trade, and something happened in the mail where it got mixed up, and then I ended up refunding him the full price of the manga that he paid for, but since I never got the manga, he then wanted more money, so I paid an additional 250 bucks uh, to 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 like please him, but this took months because I didn't feel comfortable giving somebody money that I didn't think deserved it because i didn't get anything yeah but so on reddit on a sale post he called me out called me a scammer we talked behind closed doors i gave him the extra 60 bucks i owed him owed him and i'm using quotation marks yeah uh and what it boiled down to was that i didn't communicate very well with him uh during this time uh my phone was i didn't have a phone my computer was fucked up and you and dead and dead can pretty much attest to this i am very terrible at communicating like just awful well, i wasn't gonna say anything on air but but yeah i am terrible at communicating with people outside of like my wife like which just like i like very like yeah. like anybody he, outside of your own home you just fuck them because i'm i'm never on my computer usually so like dead asked me for my cell phone number or, or like or like i gave it to you because you were like messaging you on discord is not working and i was like yeah it's it's bad so yeah just, um, just once a day for three days straight no response yeah so, uh, so from just not ever being on discord and just a bunch of stuff happening in my personal life, uh, he felt like I scammed him, which I understand. We talked behind closed doors and, uh, he told me no hard feelings. I even offered to send him, I had rebought the manga that he 
that got lost in the mail and I showed him the res I showed him the receipts and I was like, I'll send it to you for free. I feel awful, but he said no, just you know, like let's just not talk, but like no hard feelings. So uh, then I sold Eden into Endless World, and one through fourteen are officially published in English, but then volumes fifteen through eighteen, which is the rest of the series, uh, a group did us a did a little self print. So when I went to sell it online, I just took a picture and said one through eighteen, just because that was that was that was what was in the picture. Uh, and then they were like, "Oh, you're trying to sell self prints," and I'm like, right, "No, I, yeah." So, um, yeah, but but so yeah. Uh, that group now hates me, uh, but fuck them. They nice. can go fuck themselves, honestly, uh, because a couple of them even like th- sent me threatening messages. And uh, there was another YouTuber who uh, who's been around for four or five years who doesn't even have a thousand subs, and uh, he tried to put me on blast. He well, no, no, there's 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 nothing wrong with it. But <laughs> I know you're just fucking with. Him. He tried to use this information, like he found out about it and was like, "I'm gonna take down Flip Otaku." Yeah. So he made a he he made a Twitter post uh, with the screenshots of selective uh, of that guy messaging me and me not fucking responding and being like you ghosted him and called me a piece of shit and it only got one like and that like was me and then uh, we did a debate on YouTube and then right after the fucking interview he tried to he was like we should collab on something um, so nice uh, yeah so so um, I, I feel like I should just say this um, we do not have exactly the most engaging fan base in that they don't really talk to us or do things with us but just in case in case we're not naming we're not naming names here don't try to fucking find this don't do any of that shit just no no no. yeah don't because uh when 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 like this happened people were calling my business people uh, found my facebook page because he posted screenshots with my real name in it and i said hey Fuck. i said i said hey can you maybe take those down and just like re-edit them and just put my youtube name because i like that's my legal name and my name is a little unique no I, it's really easy to find me no yeah i get that uh we that that is that is shitty that is the that is work that's terrible actually oh that is, people people sent me pictures of my daughter and were threatening to kill me Jesus and my family Christ. like and it's all because of a fucking misunderstanding. So that's that is the manga community, guys. That's fucking. That's a great group oh of uh, people. Let's and then every get- time I bring this up, they go, "Oh, you're just trying. You're just crying. Like you're just being a baby." It's like, no, it's no, fucking bitch. weird. It's weird being an adult and getting a bunch of kids, like high schoolers and twenty year olds, sent like sending you death threats. It's fucking weird. So yeah, you, you don't want like, fuck, if, you don't want fucking weed Naruto sending pictures of your daughter's school. Yeah, exactly. But anyways. I got Eden It's an Endless World 1 through 14, which is out of print. Uh, phenomenal series. I need to get those re- I need to get the self prints again. Uh, I also got Saturn Apartments 1 through 7, um, which is an out of print Viz series. And I've always been intrigued by it, not because it's out of print, but because the premise is pretty cool. It's like these people live on this colony on Saturn and they pick up trash in space or something like that. Like they clean okay. windows and stuff. And it's really cute. I've read the first volume and I'm going to probably binge read it next. But right now, the last volume of Doro Hedoro came out and I'm reading, I am going to read right now. I'm halfway through it. And that is one of the best Sanins of all time. I love it. Have like, have like, have, have like you read that? Uh, I, I've, I've tried to get into it a couple of times, but I think like the main scans that are out there right now, uh, the art looks just way too muddy to be readable to me. I, I think, I think that's just the, I think that's just her style. Cause the first couple of volumes are a little, um, muddy, 
but as time goes on, she gets better at art. Because this this has been going on since like ninety nine. Oh no, something. yeah, it's it's been one of those long running series. But it I have been and I've it's it's again and again a series, a series I've been meaning to get into. It's just I haven't really anytime I've tried. I just look at it, it goes like oh this looks like something fucked up in the printing. And uh, I want to give a shout out to Viz also because when the series first started coming out, uh, the volumes were super thin, like incredibly thin, like a hundred. 20 pages and they were charging 12.99 fuck uh, but but volume 23 is like 400 pages and they kept the same price so um as the series goes on the books have gotten thicker and thicker and thicker and volume 23 is like you could fit the first five volumes in it like it's so fucking <laughs> massive um also Viz put out this new series which i have in my hands right now called levius have like you heard of this i have not at all which is which is which is how i was and i and i like to think i'm pretty i have my ear close to the ground when it comes to the new series and like yeah. stuff that's coming out and i've never heard of this they announced that they were doing a hardcover of the prequel series of so it's a so it's a big three in one it's a big old book and then the and then the sequel series levius est is coming out i think later this year but doing research i can't find any, any anything on this prior to it coming out like it's I don't even know like what magazine over in Japan okay, it's, so it's coming out. And it reads traditionally left to right, like in English. Huh. Uh, but it's a mixed martial arts series set in a like Victorian London setting. And it is about, it's like mechanical martial arts. It's about people who get these like attachments to their body that are like all steam like kind of like steampunky and they battle so it's like uh, steampunk megalobox it's take megalobox throw it in like a vic in a victorian era setting uh the artwork is very it's almost minimalistic yeah, uh yeah I, and, have, I have a bunch of the info up if you want to know about it yeah yeah all right yeah so the series was initially published uh in Iki. Okay. Uh, the yep. same magazine that did um that did Dorohedoro, Dorohedoro, and Bocarano, which is a series I'm in. Yep. Yep. Um, it ran. It was it was published between uh, December 2012 and September 2014. Uh, a total of three volumes. Yep. That's the that's the big thick three in one. Uh, yeah. Story and art by um, Nakata Haruhisa. Yeah, but like it's just so weird to me that. Viz is putting so much stock into the series. Like, this is like a $30 book. Yeah. And it's the prequel to a, I'm going to guess they're going to put it under their signature line, but it's just really, I I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. I thought it was Levy's pretty good. E- meanwhile, Levy's EST, uh, the sequel series, uh, that's an ultra jump. Okay. Uh, that, that started publication in 2015. Um, my anime list doesn't list any any ending or current status see that's what's weird to me is that this series like like the information is almost bare minimum oh yeah like looking at like user ratings on it and stuff like the first series had like just shy of 400 people rate it and the second series had 80 see that's the thing is like like that's more information like when they first announced this i tried to look up information that's more than i could find when it first initially got announced so it's just i don't know it's kind of weird it's a really good series but i don't think it's like a $30 book worth of goodness, you know, oh. uh, it does seem like it's pretty important to the next series. Like you, I don't think you could go into the next one mind unless I do like a couple page recap. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's, it, that's been decent. I also picked up another out of print series called arm of cannon. Um, 
which is very good, very out there. Uh, I don't want to try to explain it because it talks about like Buddhism, but it, like it twists it. Um, but overall, I'm enjoying it. I also got uh, one through seven of Yona of the Dawn and one through seven of Requiem of a Rose King, uh, which both are really good shojos. Yona is really good. Rose King, I think, is a good introduction to shojo if you don't like shojo. Uh, it's a very it takes two William Shakespeare uh, plays and combines them into one and it's oh. got like a cool little like almost fantasy element to it Weird. and then a bunch of like volume ones came out like no guns life came out I really enjoyed that that's actually it's weird I thought like way of the house husband would get a lot of views or I thought um, what else did I review that volume one this this month I reviewed a couple other ones oh kaiju girl caramelies uh, I thought those would get bigger views, but No Guns Life had over a thousand views, like in 24 hours. So people are like super pumped about that. Oh yeah, I thought it was really good. The really uh, awesome futuristic cyberpunk where uh, these people can get body augmentations, and the main character has a gun for a head. Like yeah, an he actual was like an old soldier. Yeah, and uh, yep, and uh, Madhouse is doing the anime, so that's pretty freaking dope. Uh, I also picked up Ryuko. Uh, which is a two-volume series, but volume one's out. Volume two, I think, is coming out this month. Uh, it's like a Yakuza series about a girl, and she's pretty badass. Um, and then Manga Spice Cafe sent me Yatsuba. Uh, no, not, not, not Yatsuba. I picked that up, which is cute. Uh, I'm Standing on a Million Lives, did not like. Um, a bunch of random... Uh, the Golden Sheep. Um, a couple other stuff that I'm not like too hot on. Uh, my Hero Academia Smash also came from Mongo Spice, which is my first four coma series, and I thought that was really funny, especially if you know those characters. They're it's pretty damn funny. Uh, yeah. But the, the, one of the coolest books I got this month, I don't know how to classify this. So it's written by Yoshitaka Amano, who did the character designs for Gotcha Man. He did all the he's done all the Final Fantasy like you know like those like really artsy covers. Yeah. Uh, so his artwork is legendary. This is a book that he wrote and it's just, it's like each page is like maybe a paragraph and then he's just got like an art piece next to it. So it's got like over 300 pieces of his art. It's about like a samurai warrior going through like the afterlife. It's really bizarre. Uh, it's called Deva Zan and Dark Horse put it out in this oversized hardcover. It's huge. And it's really beautiful. Like it's a beautifully written series. It's kind of like I don't know. It felt like almost like a spiritual uh, moment reading this. It's just the the artwork is just gorgeous. Uh, Yoshitaka Amano is my favorite artist of all time. Uh, and I didn't even know that this was a thing until a friend messaged me and said, "Hey, do you know about this book? It came out like ten years ago." And I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> so I picked it up. It's it's like it's like out of print, but it's not. It doesn't cost that much. I got it for like twenty five bucks. Um, beautiful. Uh, but then. Can I talk about Tokusatsu for a little bit? Uh, yeah, a bit. Okay, so Common like Rider because that is you know yeah, TV. Common Rider Zero is out, and I'm really enjoying it. I'm on episode four. Uh, I think five or six are out so far. Uh, I think this is the strongest Common Rider series since Build. I was a big Common Rider Build fan, and then the other couple series that have come out since then have been kind of letdowns. This is pretty good. But Discotech, uh, this also ties into anime. Discotech is my favorite an- 
anime publisher. They put out uh, Mega Beast Investigator Juspian, uh, which is my favorite release of the year of anything. Like if I had to like rank my top ten favorite releases this year of games, anime, and manga, or Tokusatsu, it's number one. It's one of the funniest, zaniest, craziest shows out there. And um, yeah, Discotech is killing it this year. They're putting out Giant Robo on Blu-ray in December. On it comes out on Christmas Day. Cool. Which is I don't know if you've seen Giant Robo, but it's phenomenal. All right then. Anything else we're writing? <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I, I think I am skipping a few things. Um, oh, Black Cat got Black Cat. Apocalypse Zero. Uh, I started. I read Volume Two of my first light novel series, eighty six. Um, Glyphnir, uh, Witch Hat Tellier, which is pretty good. Uh, but yeah, just you know, just a couple things here or there. Nothing too crazy. I did. I mean, I mostly read a crap ton of volumes this month. Uh, just been on a mecha kick. Like been like reading and watching a lot of mecha stuff too. So, but yeah, what have you been reading and watching? Alrighty then. Uh, so I have, I've had a problem over the last okay. year or so of recording in that there hasn't been a week gone by where I haven't talked about some kind of isekai trash. Isekai. And that has been a problem in that talking about it, they all describe the same. Like, unless it is a series that is specifically about like flipping tropes about the genre on its head, like a fucking re-zero or like an exterminator or something where it's just like a non-standard or like the wrong way to use healing magic. Yep. All isekai kind of sound the same. And that does not make exactly for interesting listening. So, yeah, yeah. Isekai, like the first episode we did, I was like, in my head, I was like, Jesus Christ, this dude reads a lot of isekai. Yeah, exactly. And it's more isekai than I've ever read in my life. And it's a problem because unfortunately, if you want to read new series, you only got isekai right now. Yep. We're currently in the fucking age of isekai and then something else is going to fucking break where a new series is going to come out and go, holy shit, that's original. And then 8 billion light novels about it are going to come out. <laughs> yeah. And then half of those will be developed in a manga and the other half of that will be developed in anime. But I have made a pledge to myself. No more. No more isekai? Well, I will probably still end up fucking reading all of them because fuck me. I'm not going to be talking about them unless they actually do something worth talking about. All right. That's, that is a good deal. Instead, I'm going to be putting more effort into getting back into the rest of the manga world. So what have you, so what was the first thing you decided to dip your toes into? Other uh, than isekai? The first thing I decided to dip my toes into is a series called libidors. What is that? So, have you ever read Parasite or Jagan? Oh, yeah. Both of them I like. It's that, but with dicks. Like penises? Yes, and vaginas. All right. Yeah, so, libidors. Um, in this world, instead of aliens coming down and going into people's heads and turning their heads into weird tentacle monsters or, or fucking frenzied frogs landing in them and turning them into bizarre, Giger-esque creations based on their personality traits... It is instead a STD that once someone gets infected by it, uh, whenever they experience, you know, lustful thoughts or like get hard or fucking horny or whatever, then 
they turn into basically giant living tumors that just want to come on stuff. I mean, isn't that what we are anyways? This is like more so. (laughs) And so our main character is honestly at the beginning kind of unlikable because the way, because I'm pretty sure his first like spoken line of dialogue is inside of humanity. There is a monster and that monster is sex. And they're just like, oh, you're one of those people. This sounds almost like an isekai. It isn't. So is it any good, though? Because both Parasite and Jagon are really damn good. Uh, it is nowhere near as good as either of those. So, But so it's, it's funny. Okay. And so it does and have a little it, bit it, of a It's not funny quality. intentionally. Oh, oh, no. It tries to take itself a bit seriously, but it... There is a, you know how like chapters end and they have like this giant block text just like explaining something that's happening in the scene right now to like, you know, get you hooked for next week. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the one for chapter two or three was my arms getting a boner. (laughs) We've all been there. Yeah. Because, because yeah, this kid, he got the fucking like, like at at work, his manager at the convenience store um, where he works at. Also, like he got this disease in him and then a customer came in and they were attractive. So he attacked them. And meanwhile, the meanwhile, uh, the kid would, you know, my character whose name escapes me because fuck him. Uh, he's just sitting there like, wait, this is happening. What? What the fuck? Why does my boss look like a bunch of fucking livers inside of a plastic bag? What the shit is this? And then that lady gets fucking whatever. Um, he is this scan- out in English or is this just? I, I believe it's scans. scans right now. And yeah, so they yeah, so he get yeah, so he he fucking escapes and then dies or whatever. Um, then a couple weeks later, of uh, he, our main character meets that lady who got attacked, who is now also infected. And so she actually makes out with him for a second, and that infects him. So he finds out. So he the kind of like go. He he's been like hearing stuff about this on the internet every once in a while, and. Finds out about it. It's like, oh, fuck. What do I do? And someone's like, yo, gotta cut your dick off. So there's a scene of him with a with a shoelace tied around the base of his dick. Him holding it with a box cutter all over top. Just trying to work the courage to cut off his own dick. How's the quality of the art? Is it actually really good? Okay. So like you're saying all this crazy zany stuff. Like it, but is, it actually looks good too. Yeah. Like uh, it is. So does that does that add to the like uncomfortableness of not, seeing somebody with a shoelace on their dick? Uh, I didn't really get uncomfortable with it. I was just kind of laughing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just this. I just, just like, hey, you're infected with a disease. What do I do? Cut your dick off. Okay. <laughs> because he doesn't actually cut it off. He like it's sitting there, not even touching it. And he's like, come on, do it, do it, do it. Fuck him, a pussy. <laughs> and then, but anyway, next day, um, one of his classmates actually begins freak. Well, not. I, Okay, not classmate, um, schoolmate. Like he knows him, he knows of him, but he doesn't like friends with him. Uh, he he begins like attacking uh, this girl that actually, that, the, that our main character actually used to go to school with, like back in elementary school, and he like has a crush on her or whatever. And so, in the middle of this guy having a horny attack, our main character starts having a horny attack. But he manages to somehow fight it off, and instead of his whole body turning into like this weird, just giant mass of meat. His right arm is now just massive. 
Is it? Does it look like a penis? Uh, no, it just looks like a massive arm. Okay. And he ends up being able to fight him off, um, and figures out how to actually stop this from happening. How, how to actually stop the guy without hurting him at all? Which is, hey, girl, give me your sock. Here, take this, you pervert. And the, the guy just fucking jizzes on it and turns back to normal. Oh God! And now his arm is just a massive fucking. Now his arm is just his arm looks like Torico's arm on top of a person. What the f- okay that, okay that is a fucking image. Yeah, and based on the like splash page of the last chapter release, which I think was chapter like four. Um, it seems like that's going to be the thing going forward. Of there are other people who had this disease, and then they managed to either lock it to one part of their body or manage to like overcome it somehow. And all of them have weird body based superpowers like this. Like there's one lady who has like a sword made out of hands, like coming out of the palm of her hand. And then the blade itself is made up of other hands. Okay. And yeah, it was very similar to Jagan in that, in that respect, because with, with uh parasite, it was a lot more about our main character um, dealing with this fucking alien invasion while also dealing with him slowly becoming less and less human. And like his building relationship with Migi. Uh, but with Jigan, it was almost a superhero series where there were multiple people who had these, who had these like other abilities because the fucking frenzied frogs were tadpoles. And yeah, it's, it's a lot closer in tone and style of storytelling to Jagan than it is to Parasite. It's now, just, it's just dumber. Cause you know, how Jagan is, is about like frogs. Yeah. This is just boner Jagan. Basically. <laughs> it's basically boner Jagan. So besides that, what else have you been reading? Uh, yeah. So uh, from there, a series called change the world. So this, one, so this one I actually am going to look up the names of the characters because I want to talk about it properly. Because I find this really interesting. Yeah, so... Is it, is it, the, is it the the Death Note thing? Uh, no, it is not. Uh, it is a... So it is a series about a uh, main guy whose name I am looking up right now. Because again, I want to talk about it right. Uh, Saito Yuichi. So Yuichi is a kind of a little shit. Uh, he is he's just kind of like a he's one of the Doomer generation. Just like he hasn't been able to hold down a job, doesn't really have any friends, family doesn't like him, or is dead, one or the other. And so he is kind of getting to a point where he is just going to kill himself. Yeah, I just read the synopsis. Because he goes out, and sounds yeah. really good. So he goes out into the woods um, and ends up finding like this old abandoned like house or hotel or something, and thinks oh, that's a good place to kill myself. Goes inside, uh, sets up the noose, and then looks over and sees someone else is there, and that someone is a dead body with a gun. So he picks up the gun. At which point, someone else comes around the corner, and he turns around and kind of just instinctively, like his hand jerks and hits the trigger. At the same he time, kills a person. At, no, at the same time, this other guy also shot. Uh, so their bullets actually collided in midair, and then he passes out. And then when he wakes up, he is someone else. Uh, specifically, he is um, Mitsubune Sakataro, a a police detective who is just the fucking bee's knees. 
He is fucking hot as hell. Everyone at work loves him. Um, I'm pretty like like one of the first things that he does when he's in that guy's body is notice at least when he notices is that pretty much every woman around him is like, oh yo, give me some of that dick. Really? Yeah, and he's like, oh, this is fucking great. This is awesome. Heads to the guy's house, and he lives in this fucking massive mansion, and then and then it's just kind of like spending some time looking around, trying to figure out what's going on. Um, goes down to the guy's basement where he finds out he's a serial killer. Oh. And then a little bit later, he gets a call from his own body. Who did that serial killer get put into his body? Yes, he did. And so now it is a, and so now it is a story about Yuichi inside the body of a serial killer trying to keep the cops from finding out about him being a serial killer while also trying to find the actual serial killer who is currently in his body. Whoa, that's actually a cool fucking concept. Yeah, it really is. And they and they do they do uh there's some interesting shit kind of going on with it uh because both their bodies have like muscle memory. It's still like they're like while there is a personality overlaid on top, there is still brain chemistry involved. So with a standard like very like very misanthropic kind of guy who is like just kind of living it up in his body, if someone threatens him, then essentially the muscle memory will kick in and he will go into murder mode. He hasn't, now, actually, he hasn't actually killed anyone. This series sounds like it could get an English release. Uh, I, it might. It's only three volumes out right now, so it's still pretty early on in its life. This actually, So out of everything you've talked about, out of the two episodes I've been on, this is the thing that intrigues me the most. Yeah, it is really cool. Um, like one of the, one of my favorite parts that actually happened so far um, is on top of being inside of Yuichi's head and getting his um, uh, uh, narration, uh, we also get Sakataro's narration uh, every once in a while when we cut over to him in his body. And one of the things he actually ended up doing was uh, he tried, so he he wanted to get some money. And loan sharks were hassling him. He's like, hey, you fucking borrowed money from us. Pay us. And he's like, I'm not going to fucking pay you. And then the, then the loan shark sends over his muscle. And so Sakataro is like, okay, I know how to fucking handle this. I am a trained, I'm a trained cop and a murderer. I know how to handle this. But his body fucking locks up because he's in Yuichi's body, which is instinctively reacting in, in, in fight or flight by just locking up. And so it is... And so that, that's the, that's kind of the most interesting part with it so far is seeing seeing Yuichi in Sakataro's body trying to keep all of his instincts and any kind of like his like murder stuff try to keep that locked down while fearing that slowly his personality will be warped by the body he's in. Meanwhile, Sakataro in Yuichi is inside the body of a pissant little shit and is trying to force that body to become a body capable of murder. Huh, I'm gonna I'm gonna add this to my read list. Yeah, it is a really neat book. Um uh, another kind of wrinkle that's thrown in there is uh two characters that are on Yuichi's side right now. Um one of them is a victim of Sakatado's that he hadn't killed yet. And the other one is a is a hitman tied to the Yakuza who ended up getting manipulated by Sakatado and is now just straight up friends with Yuichi. 
Oh, got a, I, I actually got a phone call. Um, yeah, so it's only three volumes, so what is it, like 20 like 15 chapters? chapters. 15, chapters 15? Have been, okay. 15 chapters have been translated so far. Huh, I'm going to have to uh, read this, and then next, next time we talk, I'm going to have at least one volume finished. Yeah, I think it's a monthly release schedule for the chapters. Don't you hate, like, I, like, I know this is purely being a spoiled uh, American, but yeah, whenever like, a series that I like. Put art faster. Yeah, put out the art faster so I can read it illegally faster, you fucking pieces of shit. I like your shit. Let me steal it more, you motherfucker. Yes. <laughs> so, have you read... So, has has that been the best read of the month? Um, No, actually. What's been the best? Um, So, I have a couple things I want to get to before the best. Okay. Uh, so, the first one is called Blue... So, the one... The next one that I read was called Blue Lock. This is a sports series... That is told that that's message is essentially the antithesis, the antithesis of every sports series ever. What uh, what sport are they playing? Soccer. Okay. So in any team based sport and hell, even in a lot of like single sports, the idea, the like message behind those series is yo teammates. Fucking friendship, shit like that. Like, uh, like the, uh, this, this is, when I talk about sports series, I talk about Haikyuu a lot because that's my fucking favorite one, but Haikyuu kind of says the best, like, Hey, everybody on this side of the net is your team. Like that is kind of the boiled down message of a lot of these fucking shows and series because for a lot of them, the idea is we bring in someone talented or we bring in someone who just doesn't work on a team super well trained them to work on a team super well, and then they win. With this one, though, the series is literally about building the most egotistical and self-centered player imaginable so that they can get better at a team-based sport. Okay. Yeah, uh, so Japan, they want to win the World Cup. The best they've ever gotten, I think, is like 16th, at least for what the story is telling us. Like they always get like 16th or 18th or something and then they lose. And the Japanese soccer organization or whatever, they or at least one of them is fucking sick of that shit. So they decide to go with a eccentric coach, which is to say a coach who looks like he fell out of fucking soul eater. <laughs> and he like, like a character from soul eater. Yeah, he looks like he looks like fucking Ragnar with the black blood. Okay. And he and so he sets up this massive facility that he calls Blue Lock, which is essentially a soccer prison. It is this big thing kind of broken up into five quadrants with five houses in each one of those. And he decides to grab the 300 most um, like the 300 best strikers or whatever, the 300 strikers, with the most potential in Japan of, of like high school strikers specifically. And bring them all into Blue Lock and through his training process will weed out all of the bad shit that they've well, weed out all the quote unquote bad shit they have kind of like beaten into them and produce the best striker in the world, thus giving well sorry, the most the biggest egotistical striker in the world to then propel Japan into World Cup level soccer. 
And our main character is a guy named uh, Yoichi Isagi. And he was a he was like a national high school championship level of of soccer player. He yeah, his team managed to get actually to the championships, uh, but they lost because he saw a potential. He was like, okay, make way down the pitch, got open shot on the goal, but there's but there's potential blockers in front of me, or I could pass to my buddy, and then he could take the shot. Soccer's a team based sport. I'll pass to my buddy, pass it to his buddy. Buddy fucks it up. And he's like, well, we lost, and that sucks. But you know what? We played as a team, and that's what mattered. Then he gets brought into Blue Lock, where he is told, yo, fuck that noise. What, you think I'll play with with your buddies out there? That's bullshit. Fuck you. Get good, you fucking scrubs. Does this have an anime? Uh, Not that I'm aware of. This sounds like this could easily get an anime adaptation. I'm not sure if it's like super well known. It's been out for a little over a year now. Uh, and again, like something like my anime list, 120, 170 people have reviewed it so far, or at the very least have looked at it and talked about it in a, in like they've rated it out of a, out of 170 users. Okay. Which doesn't seem like a s- super high amount. Like, again, I didn't even really think about the series until I was just kind of scrolling through like Reddit or manga decks or something. And I just saw blue lock. Okay, a soccer player with a chain around his neck. Let's see what this is. And it is interesting, to say the least. Uh, yeah, it seems really fucking weird to me, this idea of a series that is built around... It's, it's a series built around like team-based sports that is specifically about fucking over your teammates to do better for yourself. That's the weirdest. That's the weirdest thing about this entire series to me. And I kind of like it. Like with the dissonance of, with the dissonance, with the, with the dissonance of the, t- of the sport and the message kind of just in the back of my mind. The thing that really pushes the series forward is the artwork. Uh, it is drawn by, let me just actually find the artist's name. Yeah, it is a drawn by a Nomura Yusuke, uh, who also did a series called Dolly Kill Kill. Was that any good? Yeah, it's, it's okay. Not super great, but it was, it was fine. Uh, but yeah, they have this really, their artwork is really distinctive in the way that they like draw, um, the way they, like, oh, sorry, not distinctive, like they, they do action really well and they do like uh, reaction shots and everything is very like over the top, um, but it never really gets like supernatural kind of way. It's, it's very good. Like it's very good sports manga art where they do a lot of like really interesting action shots um, that like really interesting action shots, but really great character designs too. Um, the artwork, it goes from like these very clean lines to like very clean lines with like decent amount of detail over it to just these like very intense, like heavily shadowed, very heavy, scratchy looking artwork. Uh, like like when the, when the, I actually look through a couple pages now and when one of the characters is like getting super serious about, we will never win the world cup, their eye, the way it's drawn, it looks like there's like inkjet errors in it almost. And it looks neat. 
and then, like I said, when we get to our main coach guy, he looks like fucking Mitasuji from goddamn Yomushi Pedal. Which is basically another fucking... Uh, another fucking uh, Soul Eater character. If you get a chance to check it out, I would recommend it. It is real neat, uh, really good artwork, really good action. Um, like I said, message is a bit weird, but eh, it's something different. Moving on from there to something that this is a series that was canceled already. But people are now just finishing up the scans of it. It was never released in English. Well, except for like maybe one or two chapters because it's a part of Jumpstart. Okay. That's called Mononofu. What is that? It's a series about Shogi. Okay. That never explains really what Shogi is. What is Shogi? Japanese chess. Oh, uh, okay. But there's a lot more um, like, there's a lot more like uh, etiquette behind it. And the way that the pieces are handled is a lot different. But they never super explain it. They just start throwing, they just kind of throw out um, like shogi terms and let, and just kind of expect people to kind of know what that is. Every once in a while, they will like explain stuff, but not like the shogi terms so much as like the way that they are being interpreted. Like, uh, so our main character, um, he, I believe his name is Shinobu. Let me double check that. I don't know if yeah, uh, Shinobu, Takar Shinobu. Uh, he is a he is a guy who is getting into his like third choice high school because he because he failed the entrance exams for his like first or second choices or whatever because as the series describes him, he has tunnel vision, which I don't think is what they think it means. But basically, how it'll work is with him at least he can't ever move past problems. And so if say in an exam, he gets to a part, he gets to a question that he can't really answer or doesn't, or doesn't like know the proper way to answer. He'll know the rest of the exam, but because he doesn't, because he has to finish that one question and can't, he gets stuck on it and can't progress. So despite spending all of his time studying, 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 he can never really get ahead in life or school or whatever. And then he moves into a house full of people who are wanting to go professional in the world of Shogi. And he actually finds that he is so they actually find that he is actually pretty good at um, specifically endgame shogi, which is just hey, here's a setup. How do you solve it? Which is one move, and he is able to figure that shit out instantly. And so then the people in the house are like, okay, you have some potential. Let's go. And then kind of from there, it's about him learning to deal with his own problems, learning to work within the bounds that he has, and then also build up actual relationships and friendships, which he never had before. And all of that works fucking great. Uh, like it's happened a couple of times where he will get into games with people and then actually change their perception of the game itself. The two big ones are, um, are a streamer. He is a, he's like a, he's like a, he's like a Twitch streamer or whatever. And he's really got into it because he wanted people to look at him like he started like he was like really good at games and he started out like working on guides and writing stuff and playing with his friends or whatever because he just enjoyed playing it but he got so good that everyone stopped paying attention to him and just started paying attention to the crazy shit happening on screen 
And so he's like, oh, fuck, I don't actually have friends because I'm too good at all these fucking video games. So let's start streaming. And then people fucking look at me or whatever. And then, again, people just started fucking focusing on the game and they're just like saying a bunch of shit about him like YouTube comments. And he, that sunk him into a depression. And then he found Shogi, which is just two people sitting at a fucking board talking to each other through Shogi. At least how this series uh, portrays it. And he, is a, and he is, okay, fuck, yes, that's my shit. And then meets Shinobu at a fucking local tournament. And despite Shinobu losing, they both fucking, they talk to each other through the fucking game and are able to connect in a way that they haven't been able to connect with anyone else. And that is kind of our main background rivalry kind of thing going on. Unfortunately, the series only got 50 chapters, which wasn't enough to actually develop that fully. Another one actually just happened in the most recently uh, <coughs> translated chapter. Fuck my throat. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> where this guy was like mainly focused on etiquette. Where, oh, I'm go- oh, I can see myself losing in three turns. I concede now. And he wants to make what he calls like a beautiful kifu, which is just the kifu is just a play-by-play, move-by-move drawing on a piece of paper of the actual game itself. Which is something they do to like keep track of, to keep track of people's play styles and develop strategies against them. As well as to manage your own strategy. And his whole, yeah, that's his whole thing. Just, hey, there is no guarantee that I will lose in the next three turns, but I think I will, so I concede. Which is kind of how Shogi has traditionally worked in terms of etiquette. And that's how he always played it. And this drove his team fucking insane because he played Team Shogi, which is just like three games at once with best of three wins. And yeah, so by, by the end of the game, he by the end of the game, Shinobu has driven him into much, so much of a corner that he just says, you know what? Fuck this noise. Let's goddamn play fucking Shogi. And that's really where this series kind of is. It really works well when they are just kind of playing Shogi. It doesn't, you don't have to follow the act. You don't have to give a fuck about Shogi. You don't have to give a fuck about chess. It is just really great character writing and the way that the characters actually interact with each other in terms of the gameplay, the way that they react to each other, the way that they talk to each other. That is all really interesting. But I feel like the series kind of fell apart because it was based off of Shogi, a game that is, for lack of a better word, fucking dense. And I think that might have been what killed it. Like, I don't know. I don't know much about Japan, but I feel like Shogi is a bit of a niche game that doesn't have a whole lot of like pickup and playability. Seems like it's like a hardcore game. Yeah. Similar to like regular chess. Yeah. Um, a lot of people who, a lot of people who like read the series and liked it, they compared it a lot to Hikaru no Go. That was pretty good at explaining shit though. Yeah. Which, uh, which Go has a bit more of a has a bit more of like an easy easy entry because Go I'm pretty sure is just Go is like the territory capturing game, right? Uh yeah. Yeah, so that one even though it still has like that level of strategy and stuff, that's pick up and play. It is here are your two pieces. You put them on the board. Whoever has the most board wins. That is that it's easy. And so 
Yeah, it's it's kind of unfortunate because this author, the author of this series, um, Haruto Ikasawa, um, he is he has a habit of he not a habit. He has the unfortunate nature of having a bunch of his series be pretty solid, then getting canceled. Like I don't think I don't I do not believe he has had a series reach a hundred chapters yet. Oh damn! Yeah, um, like his first real series, uh, it was called called Kurogane, which was a um, what is it a keto a kendo? It's, yeah, it's a kendo based series. That I think got like eighty chapters in, and then got the axe, <coughs> and then. The series after, sorry, 70 chapters in, then got the axe. And the series after this one, which was called Noah's Notes, that one only got 20, that one only got less than 25 chapters before getting the axe. And he's a good writer and a good artist. He just has, unfortunately, bad luck that his series don't really grab people like a lot of other, like a lot of other Shonen series do. And that kind of sucks. I feel honestly kind of bad for him. So what's been <clears throat> the best thing you read? There are two. Two, okay. Yes, one of them is the most recent chapter of Haikyuu. Okay. Because fuck me, dude, they lost. The team lost? Yes. How did they uh, react to that? Uh, they fucking reacted like they got lo- like they lost. They, went, they so this was they made it to nationals. They made it to nationals, and that was the goal of the series. And if they lost, then like, then th- four of our primary characters, or like, sorry, three of our primary, actually four of our primary characters would no longer be part of the team. Like four. So are we gonna lose a bunch of characters? Uh, yeah, like four of them. Holy shit! Yeah, the team captain, their main, their main fucking um spiker. A second, a backup setter, and then the team manager. Because those were the third years left of the team, and they graduate now. That's pretty upsetting. I fucking love it. God damn it. Do you have... How often does a team, does a team series, after suffering a loss, then go into the next series, then go into the next tournament to lose again? Yeah, that doesn't happen that often in shows. Usually they win. Yeah, absolutely. And with this, like, so the team in Haikyuu, um, Karasuno, they already lost once. They lost um, in the semifinals of the qualifiers for the spring tournament. Or like the winter tournament or something. And and then and then going in and going into going into the next tournament, they then beat the team that beat them the first time. And also took out the prime the fucking primary antagonistic team that they had to fucking beat. They like set it up, beat it. That was the whole season of the show. And then they had fucking training and got better and increased their capabilities. And so much fucking shit went down that they, they, that they went through that just just led to them getting more and more, just getting better and better. They completed actually a lot of their goals. And then to have them lose in the nationals, I fucking love that. I love it when series actually fucking progress and don't just go, okay, 
first loss, then win. Like, that's one of the things that fucking bugged me the most about fucking Croc and Obaske. Yeah, and the powers, too. The powers didn't fucking bother me that much. Like, they, it's fucking fantasy basketball, whatever. Honestly, the thing that bugged me the most about, um, the thing that bugged me the most about, um, Kuroko is how up his own ass the fucking captain of the Generation of Miracles was. Like, like him and uh, the fuck. What's the? I can't remember the guy's name. He's the guy. He's like the middle. He's like the middle member, the big, like darker skin guy. Yeah. Yeah, like, like he, like they got so fucking far up their own ass because they are good at intramural high school volleyball, like intramural high school basketball. Like, bruh, chill. It's, it's high school basketball. Another thing about the series was the way they treat the zone like a superpower. This might just be a Western thing, but like I've gotten in the zone before. It's not special. But they treat it like, oh yeah, oh yeah, like you get good enough to get into the zone, but in order to get to the second level of the zone, you need a, you need a team behind you. Just this whole weird fetishization of being able to concentrate gooder. But yeah, Haikyuu, they fucking Karasuno lost. We're going to be getting a fucking new gaggle of students. We're going to be getting a new team. Maybe. I don't know where this goes from here and I cannot fucking wait. But then the other thing I want to talk about that is that I am surprisingly really fucking into is a series called Smile Down the Runway. What is that? It is a series based around fashion design. Okay. Yeah, uh, it is a it's a it's a shonen series that's you know based around our based around a main character, um, Ikuto, who wants to be a fashion designer. That is his whole thing. And the series actually starts by introducing us to the uh, secondary protagonist, uh, Chiyuki Fujito, a girl who wants to be a model but is about a foot and a half shorter than every other model. Because they're usually pretty tall, right? Yeah, like that's the thing. Japan, like Japan, the way they do modeling is, or at least how it's portrayed in the series, is you gotta be like at least six foot. And they have this like air about them. But with Chuki, she is like fucking, she is like fucking five foot nothing. And it's like, hey, I'm gonna fucking walk down the goddamn runway at Paris Fashion Week. Fuck all of you assholes. And like, like her dad is the uh, head of a Japanese design firm, and she's actually been like a she's been a model for them for years. But I'm pretty sure the way I'm pretty sure the reason that they're doing that is so that the dad can try to beat this dream out of her, because she auditions for all these different modeling jobs. They're just like, "Hey, how tall are you?" Well, I'm this tall. Never calls back. Or a couple of times they've actually had her go on modeling jobs, and then they. And the photographer just berates them and says they fucked the entire photo shoot because they were so short. Meanwhile, our designer kid, he is poor. His mom's in the hospital and he has three sisters, all younger. So on top of being a high school student, fucking dealing with his mom, dealing with his sisters, he also is trying to get into the world of fashion design. And it's just, it's really neat. I really like all this. This is all character and art based. 
because on top of a on top of like having to write and draw out really fun, unique, interesting characters, they also have to make like actual for real high fashion fashion. Because that is the entire point of this fucking series. Didn't this get licensed? Yes, it did recently. Yeah, because Kodansha- I feel like I just saw the announcement, and yeah, as like you're explaining it, I'm like, I feel like this is a thing that just got announced. Yes, uh, Kodansha Comics just picked up the English licensing rights, and they have two volumes out so far. Is it n- newer? Uh, yeah, it's newer. I think it's only been out for a couple of years. Like, I think it's a uh, yeah, 2017 has started publication. Okay, and. I really fucking love this series. I might, I might pick it up. Um, it sounds different enough to where I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah, it still has stuff like you know rivalries and whatever, and in a similar kind of vein to something like a Yuri on Ice, things are things are incredibly subjective. So. So it's similar to actually Yuri on Ice and uh, Welcome to the Ballroom. Okay. Where the judging for all of any kind of competition is incredibly subjective. So it doesn't really have like hard and fast rules as to what is good and what is bad in terms of like fashion. So so whenever they do like like runway stuff or show off uh, or like a competition, they mainly try to get it mainly try to get it across through like very like stark drawings of the models because the models actually make up a lot of what the series does for uh, character stuff. And then also having like these massive mural style stuff kind of behind them to show off like the theme of what the designer was going for. But most of the series is just kind of focused on like the nitty gritty of how the fuck do you design and make clothing? Like uh, recently, recently our, our boy Ikuto, he became a, I say recently, but like in the most recent chapters that have been released by scans, uh, which the scans just put it out there. The guy doing the scans, once the series actually got uh, like fully licensed, he announced that he was stopping the scans. Which, you know, hey, good on you for having some like a moral comes about this stuff, but also kind of boo because he was on chapter like 100 and they're on chapter five. Like they have two volumes out, which I think probably gets up to like chapter ten or something, or like chapter. What's like, the English name? Uh, Smile down the runway. Yeah, I really fucking like the series. The artwork is very like light and fun, and they're able to, like the character faces they have very um, she's like the artist is able to go from like very round fun like light character designs to like the like I said the very like stark kind of angular design you expect for models the clothes all look fucking stupid but it's high fashion so they all look fucking stupid as as high fashion does yeah like fuck um and it's interesting just seeing this seeing this different like this shonen style take on this different kind of world that you don't really expect it honestly it kind of reminds me in a way of like the beginning of shokugeki no soma well hopefully it doesn't end though uh so far it hasn't uh, like soma started getting real bad or Soma started like beginning to have like show like weaknesses in the armor um 
kind of around this point too. But like the other thing that the series, like another thing that the series kind of has over something like a Soma is our main character is learning. He is beginning this shit. He fuck. This is on Kodansha's digital only. Unfortunately, yeah. God damn it. It was actually, it was actually pretty hilarious. Like, uh, like right after we had our discussion, like last week, or like last episode of like, like hey, so. Like digital stuff kind of sucks, but like it's cool as long as like this stuff. And then like the next day, this got announced it was being licensed as digital only. Well, it says digital first, so hopefully, like Saint Saint Young Man was digital first, and now the first volume is coming out in December physically. So hopefully, yeah. But I just want someone else to pick it up for scans because fuck, man. Like I said, we got to chapter fucking ninety, like ninety eight, ninety nine, almost a hundred. And now, volume two. It's going to be so goddamn long before they catch up. Yeah, it's going to be a long time. <laughs> Make it easier to steal your art, you assholes. <laughs> well, has that been it? Uh, yeah, actually. Uh, this, that, that, has, that has been what I've read so far. Um, it is... So you've talked about two things I'm going to look into. Alrighty. I'm de- when we do, the, are, are we going to do this next week? Uh, not next week. Um, like so, like biweekly. Yeah, it's a biweekly. Yeah. I think I said this so, when, we, when I when I initially offered the job. It's a biweekly show. Okay, so in two weeks, I'm going to try to read some of uh, Smile Down the Runway because it does look. It doesn't look. Like, it doesn't sound like something that I would normally. Exactly. That's the thing. Yeah. Like I, like I was the exact. But as you're talking about it, and like as I'm looking at artwork while you're talking about it, I was like. Damn, this actually looks pretty fucking good. Yeah, it, I was the exact same kind of way. Like it was, like that's kind of how I find most of these series that I don't expect. I'm just kind of like going through, and then I see, hey, there's a book I haven't noticed the name of before. What's it about? Oh, that's something that I have literally never thought of. But the art looks good, so let's try it out. Fuck me, that's <laughs> great. Well, uh, I gotta get going, so this is perfect timing that we actually uh, uh, well, wrapped we, up here. Well, we have a couple pieces of news actually. Okay, let's go ahead and do that. There, real quick. Uh, so, for starters, um, Ariferetta from Commonplace to the World's Strongest. Uh, that is a that is a. I'm assuming, yeah, it's a light novel series that's been adapted into a that's been adapted into a manga that was also adapted into an anime a couple seasons ago. Or I believe last season. Yes. Uh, yep. Well, that has been confirmed to be getting a second season. Yeah, it's been confirmed to be getting a second season, which. That might be a neat thing, and might be something that people on this website might be interested in because I remember, I believe. Uh, that was a series that was reviewed relatively well by our reviews editor. And also when I talked about the other guy on like birdie about it, uh, he was like, yeah, that's pretty good. Okay. So let's get into the second season. Um, smile down the motherfucking runways getting anime. Hell yeah. Yep. Uh, this was, uh, revealed kind of like a couple months back or like, sorry, a month back. Uh, but yeah, it's getting a fucking uh, getting a fucking anime. Uh, the anime is being going to be done by um, Azola, a studio that has that's relatively new. Seems like it's only worked on two series before this one. Those series being Happy Sugar Life and Are You Lost. Neither of those I've heard of. <laughs> uh, neither have I. So they must be pretty damn good. Uh, Happy Sugar Life is a psychological thriller. Yeah. Which you can tell by the cover of the first volume being 
some fucking anime girl with murder in her eyes. As they usually do. Yep, and then the other one is about kids being shipwrecked on an island. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so that is going to be set to air um, January 2020. So yeah, I can't fucking wait for that. Uh, and then also, uh, the new Fruit Basket anime is also getting a second season in 2020. Yeah, Fruit Basket um, was really fucking good this season. Yep, uh, the final episode of season one aired back in September. I really liked it. Yeah, I, I heard a lot. I heard good things about it uh, again from people on the site. Uh, and yeah, it's been confirmed that they're going to get a second season in 2020. So well, yeah, let's see how that goes. Uh, also, the other piece of news: um, Attack on Titan is ending season four. <laughs> oh no! Next year, oh dude, you have to get you have to give it <laughs> a shot. Whatever will I do without my very over the top for over the top World War II metaphor? I don't think I don't think it's that at all. It, it kind I of, don't think it's that at all. I think it's um. Well, no, I mean it literally is because there's a there's a war going on, and one of the sides of the war discriminated against a group of people and had them live in ghettos wearing green star things tied sewed into their uniforms. I, I just, that's, I just, I don't, I don't I, think I, I'm, be, I'm being purposely reductive for the sake of comedy. Yeah. I don't think because well, no, because there are people out there who I have heard just shit on the series because they think it's a poor world war two metaphor. And I honestly just think there's a little bit, of stuff that's very similar, but I don't think it's that at all. I think it's, I think it's a little bit more tasteful uh, than that. And the story is actually really good. Like, like I hated Aaron the first half of that series, but the way he has turned and what he has turned into, um, you don't know if he's a good guy or a bad guy. And I think it's really well done. It feels natural. Um, seriously, you guys, you should give it a second shot if you haven't read it. Well, all right, then. Oh, so that's going to do well, it for this week. Thanks for having me again, buddy. Yep. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Uh, we'll be back at some point with more of this fucking shit. Yep. And uh, also, can I plug my YouTube channel? <laughs> links for that will be in the description. Yep. Links for that will be in the description on Flipotaku on Twitter and YouTube. Uh, at I'm at 2.2 thousand subscribers. If I get to three, I will be doing another giveaway. I gave away uh, Gurren Lagann Limited Edition, Berserk Deluxe Edition 1, and Sekiro when I hit 1,000. So if I hit three, uh, I'm going to be doing another big giveaway. All right, yeah. Check that out. Link's in the description. Thank you. Uh, but until then, I'm dead. And I'm Flip. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs>